All right. Well, happy Mother's Day. Good to see all of you here this morning. I have a message for the family. And it's entitled Love in the Family. Because I think how we relate to each other as parents and children and children and parents and children to each other and husband to wife and wife to husband, all those things are important to remember on Mother's Day. The mother, obviously, is, is like the foundation of the home. And the home is the foundation of society. And uh, you know the old saying, whoever rocks the cradle, what? Rules the world. And that is so true. And uh, when, when uh, society suffers, a lot of times you can go back and you see the family suffering and the reason why. Two passages of Scripture basically same, saying the same thing, one in Exodus and one in Ephesians. Exodus 20 is the uh, Ten Commandments. And verse 12 says this, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God gives you. You see the connection? Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God gives you. So as you honor your parents, basically it says you're going to live a long time. That doesn't mean, you know, that you're going to not ever get sick or not have an accident happen to you. But as you honor your parents and as you do what you're supposed to do growing up, then you're putting yourself in a good position to live a long and happy and healthy life. And I realize it doesn't always work out that way. But when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, when you're behaving yourself, when you're obeying God's commandments, then you're going to be in good shape, a lot better shape than most. And then the uh, New Testament parallel of that is in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. You remember what the promise is? That your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God gives you. That it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Now, when I was a kid, the pastor always stopped reading there and I wanted to quote verse 4 to my father. Father, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So there's things we can do, both as parents and as children, to obey these commands that God has given us, to honor our parents, and to honor God. Let's bow together. Father, as we come into your house today, we thank you for our mothers and for the godly influence they had upon us. And I pray that the ladies sitting here today who have children will pass that important legacy on to them that they may pass it on to their children and their children's children. And generation after generation might be raised to know you and to love you and to serve you, not just because they discovered it in the Bible or read it somewhere, but because they saw it lived out in their own home at the feet of their mother and father. We thank you for that influence. Help us be faithful in transmitting it on. In Jesus' name, amen. So I was talking to a lady a couple weeks ago about a sermon for Mother's Day, and I said, you know, I'm thinking about something like when children love their parents or how parents love their children or obeying your parents or honoring your parents or loving your parents. And I said something like, when do you think most children realize that they owe their parents something? And she thought a minute and smiled and said, when they have children of their own. And that's the way it often is. 
This is the blessing of parents and children. If we obey God's commands, and I know I say this over and over again, and I just hope I can drive it home. When God commands us to do something, it's for a good reason. If he tells you to do something because he knows it's going to be for your well-being and it's going to take care of you. When he tells you not to do something, it's going to be because he knows that that's a dangerous thing to do and he loves you and he's trying to protect you. And so when he says, honor your father and your mother, he's telling us that there's a good reason for doing that. There's, there's a good reason because it's going to be in your best interests to do that. So the blessing of, of parents and children will be a twofold blessing this morning, I hope. It's going to be a blessing to parents when our children follow the example we set for them. Now, don't tell them to do something and then do something different yourself and expect them to do what you tell them to do and not what you do. You see the difference? Your, your children are going to follow what you do much more readily than they follow what you say. So make sure what you say and what you do correspond and support one another. The second thing is it's going to be a blessing to our children because when they honor their father and their mother, their days are going to be long in the land which the Lord their God has given them. And that's what it's all about. Just growing up, honoring our parents. I'm blessed like many of you are to have grown up in a Christian home and to know a godly mother. And I felt blessed by that and the privilege of that. And I just feel that burden and that responsibility to pass it on to, to our children and one day hopefully our grandchildren because our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents passed it down to us. There's a relationship here between sowing and reaping. Don't sow one thing and then expect to reap another because children, according to God's Word, if you apply these principles, when you marry one day and have children of your own, the seed your sowing will come back to you. How you treat your parents will come back to you. I see parents all the time mistreating their parents. And I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder if they realize their children are watching and learning how one day they are to treat them. If they would, I think they'd be a whole lot more careful in how they treat their own parents. Our society today is in such a mess the family is under attack, it is deteriorating, and it's easy to see why. My generation grew up having so much given to them, being so privileged. Our parents who grew up in the Depression and shortly thereafter worked their entire lives. Nothing was given to them, nothing was handed to them. They worked for everything they had, they earned, they, they built themselves up, they were blessed by God, and they succeeded and did well. But So we've come along and had a lot of stuff handed to us, and now we're in the business of being kind of selfish and wanting to do things that we enjoy, that uh, focus on ourselves, and we're raising a generation of children, a lot of whom are lacking parenting, a lot of whom are entitled because instead of parents giving them time, they buy them things, and they just grow up with a lot of things and few responsibilities. And parents, a lot of times, who come along and fix the mistakes they make. So they never learn consequences. They never learn that what they do, even if it's good or bad, will one day have some kind of results. So I, what we need to see in this sowing and reaping idea is what we do today is going to have implications for tomorrow. 
and the day after as our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren grow up. So we need to be so careful and so circumspect in how we treat one another, how we treat our parents, how we treat our children, realizing that a lot of times our children grow up doing the very same thing to us that we did to our parents, and they'll do to their children what we did to them. You see the correlation? I see that a lot in, in pastoral counseling. It's a, it's a role that we learn from our parents. And I even go over this when I'm doing premarital counseling. I'll ask them, how do your parents relate to each other? How do they problem solve? How do they show their love? How do they communicate? And, and the people listening, you know, sitting there getting married are wondering why I'm asking all these questions. And the obvious answer is because a lot of these things you learn from your parents and whether you like it or not, you're going to be repeating a lot of those things unless you're intentional about changing the things you don't like and incorporating the things that you do. But it takes work, it takes effort, it takes realizing where it comes from and why you're doing the very things you're doing. My father did a lot of things that I liked. He did a lot of things I didn't like. And you know what? I copied them both. And I've got to be careful about doing those things and the way I treat Susan, the way I treat Catherine, the way I, I talk to my parents, uh, even they're, they're both deceased now, but the way I treated them is when they were alive, all those things I learned. And I've got to be careful unless I want to just replicate that behavior and have our children replicate the behavior that we're modeling for them. So what are we supposed to do? How do we love each other in the family? How do we show our love? How do we treat one another in love? And what do we owe our parents? And parents, what do we owe our children? The first thing that we as children owe is to obey our parents. We owe them our obedience. Why? It's, you know, children say, why do I, why do I have to do that? Why, do, why are you making me do that? Why? Because God said so. Because it's right here in Ephesians 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. And when children don't obey their parents, what happens? They don't think they have to obey anybody. There's no respect for authority. There's no accountability. There's no line of, of relationship between those they look up to and those they don't. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Paul doesn't tell us why. He says because it's a commandment, because God told us to do it. Just do it. Two boys were walking to school one day, and they were talking about their families. And uh, one boy said, you know what? I finally figured out a system for how to get along with my mom. And the other boy said, well, please tell me. Sounds like a mystery. And the first boy said, well, when she tells me what to do, I do it. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But there's a reason for it. Because God ordained it that our parents who are older and wiser and more experienced than we, who love us in a way similar to the way God loves us, only just not as perfectly, when they tell us to do something, there's probably a good reason for it. We want to know, what is it? Why, why do I have to do that? Because I said so. Because I'm your parent. Because I'm your father. Because I'm your mother. And I'm telling you to. And that's enough. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Secondly, honor your parents. What does 
to honor mean? Honor means to give weight to something, to give it authority, to give it credence, to give it power, to attribute authority to it. Recognize it as having influence and authority in your life. Honor your parents, honor your father and your mother. God is saying, I want you to yield authority, your authority to your parents. They don't have to be perfect. They aren't going to be perfect. They're going to make mistakes. But you do have to respect them and you are supposed to love them. You're supposed to honor them. I think the number one sin in America today, next to pride, is lack of gratitude. Because we have so much. You realize our generation and the generation after us has more than any generation, especially in this nation, than the world has ever known before, than the world has ever seen. And we all act as if they owe it to us, as if we are entitled to it. Think of what our parents have done for us, what they have given us, what they have given you. It's overwhelming. You can't even take it all in. And if, if our generation and the generation after us can only accomplish half as much as, as what our parents did, we still have a long way to go because our parents have made such strides and such milestones in, in health care, in lifestyle, in comfort of living, in freedom, in opportunity. And we just have so much to do to carry that legacy forward to succeeding generations. They have worked so hard and so many of us just take it for granted. Two teenagers were walking along one day, talking to each other, and one of them said, you know what, I'm really worried. I'm worried about my father. He slaves away at his job all day, so I'll never need anything, and my mom works at home, and she washes and cooks and cleans up after me and takes care of me, and you know. And the other boy said, well, that sounds pretty good. What are you worried about? And the first boy said, I'm afraid they might try to escape. When you think about all they did, they might try to escape. They might realize, wait a minute, this is not a good deal. But they do it because they love us. There was a poll taken, what parents wanted more than anything else from their children. You know what that is? What parents want more than anything else from their children is respect. That's to get your attention. Parents, more than anything else, want your respect. And there are a lot of things you can do to show that respect. The first thing is just obey them. Just do what they tell you to do because that is a way of showing respect. Second thing, just write a note of appreciation. I'm terrible at note writing. My handwriting is illegible. But at least they'll know the efforts there. Write a note of Express appreciation to them. Let them know how much they mean to you. And then sometimes just put what they want to do, what their interests are, a little ahead of your own. Put their interests ahead of your own. So just simple ways that you can show respect to your parents, obeying them, writing a note of appreciation, expressing that appreciation, putting their interests ahead of yours. Honor them, whatever it takes. Give weight to who they are and show respect and appreciation for what they've done. The third way to show love in the family, of course, is just to love. And, and how do you show love? Well, we know there are different love languages. Different people give and receive love and need love in different ways. But two obvious ways to show love is 
is to express it verbally. Tell your spouse you love them. Tell your children you love them. And then go on to show that with some kind of physical affirmation, hugging, touching, doing something for them. Maybe they didn't ask you to do, obeying them the first time when they tell you to do something, going out of your way. There's, if you want to do an interesting Bible study sometime, look in the Gospels and see how often people touched each other. How often people actually read, Jesus touched a leper. A woman touched the hem of his garment. They were always touching one another. They weren't afraid to touch and show that, that verbal and that physical affirmation of love for each other. Sometimes when I get home, I don't want you to get grossed out, but I will grab and hug and kiss Susan. And I, I do that in front of Catherine because I think it's important for her to know that her parents love each other and that, and that they express that love in physical affirmation. And I want her to learn that and to feel comfortable doing that herself one day with her spouse. One of my favorite memories was... Uh, when Catherine was little and we'd put her to bed. And you remember the show Barney, the purple dinosaur? He was so big when Catherine was little. So we'd put her to bed and we would kneel beside her bed and pray with her. And it's going to sound terrible, but we sang the Barney song with her. And even after Susan and I had had a mild disagreement, we would be up there, I love you, you love me. We're a happy family with a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. Won't you say you love me too? I do. And they would smooch all over each other. <coughs> and that's just a simple, I mean, that leads me to the next point that's so important. Pray for each other. Pray for each other. Because when you pray for one another, it's another way of expressing your love to them. Kids, pray for your parents. Parents, pray for your kids. I love praying for Catherine, but I really like hearing her pray for me. Because it means so much. Some, some ladies were talking about the worst stage their children went through. And they were arguing. They said, I think right after my child was born, she had colic and cried all the time. That was terrible. And the second lady said, well, wait till they hit the terrible twos, because then they just, they say no to everything, and they won't listen to you, and they won't do what you tell them to do. And another one said, that's nothing. Wait till they're adolescents. Another one, wait till they're teenagers. And another lady who was a grandmother said, wait till they turn 42. It's even worse then. Parents never stop feeling responsibility for their children. They never stop loving their children. They never do. There's a card over a desk in the office that says, do not feel totally, personally, irrevocably responsible for everything. That's my job. Love God. You don't have to be responsible personally, irrevocably, totally for everything. And so when you mess up, when you make a mistake, just admit it and say you're sorry. You're wrong, whether it's to your spouse, to your child, or to your parent. And you're also teaching them how to apologize one day when they make mistakes, as they inevitably will. Parents, 
more than anything else want their children to go home to heaven one day. Parents, more than anything else, want their children to love and serve God. When Catherine was about 10, she asked me, she said, Daddy, is there ever anything I could do that would disappoint you? And I said, Catherine, the only thing I could think of that would disappoint me is if you abandoned the Christian faith. And she said, I'll never do that. Sometimes children become prodigal, like the prodigal son. There was a a story of a a pastor out in California. His name was John. He had an older brother named Larry who was always sowing his wild oats and could never really measure up to how perfect his younger brother was. And so he kind of rebelled. He kind of went off on his own and broke his parents' hearts. And John tells the story that his mother prayed and fasted one day every week for 20 years for her son Larry. And his father prayed every morning at 9 a.m. for his son Larry. And one day Larry wrote his younger brother John and said this. It said, you know, I have run as far and as fast as I can, but I could never escape my parents' love and prayers for me. I gave my life to Jesus last night. And his parents said that was one of the happiest days of their lives. It was one of the best things that Larry could do for his parents. But you want to know what else? It was also one of the best things Larry could do for himself, giving his life to Jesus. You owe yourself a life dedicated to Jesus. And when you honor and love and obey your parents, the Bible says your days will be long in the land which the Lord your God has given you. You'll be obeying God and you'll be sowing seeds for a wonderful crop that you can reap one day as your children grow up and see the example that you've set and emulate it because they will do what you do, not so much what you say. Let's bow together. Father, I I just want to thank you for godly parents who didn't take me to church and drop me off, but stayed and sat in the pew beside me and taught me how to worship and love you and serve. And I thank you for the parents here today who are doing that for their children and the children who are watching and learning and one day will do the very same thing unless for some reason they choose otherwise. Help us be careful in the model we set and the example we lead. Help us to to be good parents. Help us to love you and show our children how to love you. I thank you for Mother's Day and for the ladies here who serve you and serve their families and raise their children and help all of, all of us who have mothers to obey them and honor them and love them and serve them. In Jesus' name, amen.